0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got some interesting news from the Oscars this past weekend. Yes, I will mention what happened briefly, but the focus will be on who won and who didn't. But that comes after we talk about the latest number. Opening in first place is The Lost City with $31 Dropping to second place is The Batman... With 20.5 million for a total of 332 million. Third place was an Indian film called RRR, which opened to 9.5 million. Fourth place was Uncharted with 5 million for a total of 133.5 million. Lastly, and fifth place was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero with 4.5 million for a total of 27.6 million. So I mentioned last week Sony is having a great 2022 so far. Well, so is Paramount as well. They've had solid success with Scream and Jackass Forever, and now with The Lost City. Now, none of these are blockbuster hits, obviously, but they are doing good enough at the box office, getting good reviews, and they are now able to use them to boost Paramount+. Plus. Scream and now Jackass Forever are already on it. It's good to see Paramount regain some momentum, as before the pandemic, they were not looking that great. Another thing that this shows is that adult comedies showing at theaters are not dead. They just need to be funny, and they need to have some stars attached to it. For RRR, the 9.5 million is a good opening, as it was only in 1,200 theaters, but from what I read online, the tickets were priced at 20 per person, more of a special event pricing than just a regular ticket. So kinda like the BTS concert from last weekend. It's still a good number, and I'm happy we are able to get more varied content in theaters now. Jujutsu uh, Kaizen Zero had a steep drop, though with a drop in 69% from last weekend. But that was to be expected as the opening weekend, uh, all the fans are coming out in droves to see it. Still, it should finish between 30 to 40 million domestic, which is really good. China's box office still continues to be low as the country still battles the latest spike in cases in cities. Still, there are some numbers to talk about. (laughs) Opening in first place is Moonfall with 9.7 million, and second place is The Batman with 3.1 million for a total of 17.8 million. Third place was Uncharted with 1.75 million for a total of 13.5 million. In fourth place was The Battle of Lake Changin 2 with $1 million for a total of 634.7 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Too Cool to Kill with 730,000 for a total now of 410.5 million. So yeah, Moonfall's box office will not be saved by China and will overall take a decent loss for everyone who invested in it. This includes a Chinese studio, uh, the German government, and so on and so forth. The Batman dropped quite a bit, 73%, compared to its opening weekend. But again, with the cases spiking in Shanghai and other cities, that's not surprising. At this rate, it'll finish between 20 and $25 million, which is not great for Warner Brothers. But right now, it's doing fantastic everywhere else, so it's not a big issue for them. Funny enough though, while the numbers are bad all around, I think this is the first time since 2019 that the top three films in China are all Hollywood films. As for when theaters will start to reopen, uh, in cities that have restrictions, that's unclear right now. Could easily be a few more weeks. Looking at worldwide numbers, The Lost City only opened in a few countries, making $3.7 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $34.7 million. The majority of its international run hasn't even started yet, so I wouldn't worry about those numbers. RRR opened in other countries as well this weekend, including its home country, India, making around 60 million worldwide for its opening weekend. I say around because Deadline notes there is no centralized reporting system for its box office numbers in India, so it could fluctuate a bit. The Batman made another 25 million, bringing its worldwide total to 672.9 million. Ambulance made 6.7 million for a international total now of 12.8 million. The bad guys made another 6.5 million for an international total of 16.8 million and Uncharted made 7.7 million for a worldwide total of 357.5 million. So the biggest news from Hollywood this week was the Oscars for good and for bad. First let's focus on the purpose of the show and that is who won. Coda won Best Picture making the first time a streaming service, won the big one, this being Apple TV+. Plus. Netflix early on was expected to win it with the power of the dog. However, in the past month, on the award circuit, Coda kept winning and the momentum carried them all the way to the finish line. Besides that, though, there were no big surprises in regards to who won. Will Smith was the expected choice for Best Actor. He won. Jane Champion was expected to win Best Director, and she did. Troy Kosher and... Ariana DeBose were expected to win their respective supporting categories, and they did it as well. For the film to had the most gold, that would be Dune, which walked away with six Oscars, including Best Sound, Cinematography, Editing, Original Score, Visual Effects, and Production Design. Overall, when just focusing on the awards, a solid year. Now let's talk about the slap in the room, and that is Will Smith slapping Chris Rock after he made a G.I. Jane joke about his wife, Jada. This is in reference to her shaved head as she deals with Al- alopecia. But now you've heard the basics. You know, what happened, who was involved, etc. So I'll sit, just say that I found it to be a terrible move by Will Smith. Take away slapping someone for making a joke. This move overshadowed the rest of the night. And everyone's focus on the event after it ended. Instead of talking about how Apple TV Plus got their first big win. Or how Dune got the most awards. Everyone was still talking about the slap. What happens now? Well, the Academy has announced that they are investigating the incident and will convene for a meeting on April 18th where they will announce any disciplinary action to Will Smith. This could include a suspension from being in the Academy to possibly being kicked out. Personally, I don't think he will be kicked out, maybe a suspension and a ban on going to the Oscars for a few years, but that's about it. The one thing that saves him is that he is a big Hollywood star. If this was an up and coming star that did this, their career would be over. Moving on from the Oscars, let's stay with Coda for a second, as after winning Best Picture, Apple announced this week to celebrate the win, Coda will have a limited run in theaters starting April 1st. It will be shown in 600 theaters across the country. Personally, I have not seen the film yet, but when I do, I will likely just watch it on Apple TV+. But hey, if you've been waiting to watch this in theaters, now's your chance. Now for Warner Brothers, they have another headache on their hands with Ezra Miller, who was arrested in Hawaii over the weekend for disorderly conduct and harassment. He reportedly became agitated at people singing karaoke at the bar he was at, and started to yell curse words, grabbed a microphone from one of the customers, and lunged at another one who was playing darts. He posted bail, which was set at $500, and was released. Now, the reason I'm reporting this news is that right now Miller is a key actor in Warner Brothers' two biggest franchises. Besides being The Flash and, you know, his own movie coming out next year about it, which is supposed to shape how the DCEU is for the next few years. He also plays Credence in Fantastic Beasts, a key character. If he keeps causing trouble, the studio might have to start making the hard choices of possibly recasting him, and if so, who and when. Now, if he is doing this due to the needed help, I hope he does get the help he needs. If he's doing this just because he is an asshole, then I do hope they recast him. Paramount is now starting to put the team together for their BG's biopic film. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is John Carney has signed on to direct, and John Logan will be writing the script. Carney previously directed Sink Street, so he is familiar with music films. As for Logan, well, he has written some big screenplays before, including The Aviator, Gladiator, and Hugo. Overall, this seems like a solid team to get started on the film. Since they have just signed on, I would expect this to be a Fall 2024 release for an awards season run. We start off VOD Premium with Apple TV+, Plus. as they have just bought themselves another huge film. This is an exclusive from Deadline, and that is that they have spent over $100 million on a package film deal. Right now, it is called Project Artemis. It will be directed by Jason Bateman, it will be set against the Space Race, and will star Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. No other details at this point, but it does make the first big film purchase of the year for Apple, and I assume there will be more to come. As for the film itself, right now it sounds promising, but I'll need to know more about the plot and who else will be in the film before I get too interested. Another streaming service working on a new film is Netflix. The Hollywood Reporter has the exclusive on this one, and that is Catherine Bigelow will direct Aurora for them. The film will be based off a book that comes out in June and is about the collapse of social order after a solar storm knocks out most of the power grids around the world. The book is written by David Kopp, who will also write the screenplay for this. Like Project Artemis for Apple, this is also going to be a bigger film, with The Hollywood Reporter saying it will be over $100 million. The film is still in early development, so expect a 2024 or 2025 release. One thing that stood out to me reading this is that there are more and more books that are being bundled with a film in development at the same time. For Apple, their spy film, Arcoil, is based on a book that was not out yet when the news hit who would be joining the film. Now here we are getting word of a new film from Netflix, and the book it's based on is still two months out. Now it's got me curious on how these kind of deals are being made. Maybe different departments and talent agencies are working together? Last story for the podcast is a new hire for Disney. They have hired Jeremy Dog as Chief Technology Officer for Disney Streaming. This means on the tech side, he'll be watching over all of Disney streaming, including Disney+, Star+, ESPN+, and Hulu. Previously, Mr. Doig worked at Google for 18 years and had a hand in a video and audio tech development there, including compression and streaming protocols. Based on his resume, he has a lot of quality experience that Disney will want to use to keep making their services better. Remember, just for example, there was a test last year for live streaming in Disney+. If they're looking to build that up and bring more live TV channels into Disney+, his experience would be very important there. And there are likely other areas of the app where he is going to be needed. And that's it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, what did you think of Will Smith's actions? Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.